the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And what a beautiful afternoon it is out here at Millburgers. Welcome to the show. I'm Milton Glick, and you can be a part of it. Call us with your gardening questions, and uh, we'll help you out as much as we can at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Outside of San Antonio, call us toll-free at 866-308-8867. Give us a call and be a part of the show. Got Trace up on the porch because we're going to talk about all the things that are happening next weekend here at Millburgers, and boy, oh boy, there are a lot of them. They are, and there's a lot of people taking advantage of it today. There's tons of people in the maze, the bounce house, picking out pumpkins, and we got tons of color for them to take home with them as well. Yeah, so we've got, um, so, but let's talk about next weekend, next weekend. Let's, in fact, we won't even start with that. Start with some of the other stuff that's going on. All right. Because they've heard us talk about that. We've got uh, roasted corn will be out here, and I believe the money is being donated to the food bank. Uh Uh-huh. We have... uh, a uh, face painting and balloon artists that will be here, and they uh, will also be taking donations for the food bank. Okay. And we will have the train functioning, uh, just like today. So uh, if you can't make it out next weekend, we do have the train running today. We've got the bounce house going. We've got the kids' seminar, pumpkin painting. Yeah. And we've got David. Cool, we've got David out here. David painting. No, no, I don't, no. Think, I don't think his. No. Okay. <laughs> he, he won't go for that. Um, we tried. But he'll be doing an adult gardening class on uh, doing fall color plants and what you can plant where and what you can expect success with all winter long. So let's see. So we got David. You mentioned the blood drive? Blood drive, too. Okay. So we got the blood drive from 10 to 130 with a nice gift from Millburgers just for going through the process. If for some reason they don't accept you, uh, you can uh, still get a nice ten dollar gift certificate to the nursery that you can use, and uh, Millburgers, uh, and then I'll go. I'm sorry, the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center also have nice gifts for you as well. Just uh, no, we'll they, they em- just don't have any cookies. They that do are not. Worth a darn. No. We'll have our employee costume contest. Which yeah, kind of cool, and everybody who comes in can vote, and as Charles always says, they can vote as many times as they want. Sure. And uh, they can pick different people, same person, and all those votes count. You know, the employees win something if they're number one, two, or three. And one lucky customer who votes will get to win. We'll pull a, a ballot out, and the, and one customer will win a gift certificate. Yeah. 
We have the Facebook thing going on. Mm-hmm. So they, they take a picture of their kid in, a, in the pumpkin patch, and they submit it on our Facebook page. It doesn't have to be their kid. It can be their grandchild. Yeah, good. You bet. Hey, kids. How about that? Hey, yeah. You can even bring your neighbor's kid. What the heck? Um, they could win a gift certificate. And they maybe can find some of those lost kids in the maze. There, there you go. We found that one. Oh, oh good. Just, uh, <laughs> FYI. Oh, that's oh, great. That everything, kind of everything okay? The father actually had... Had it. Oh, good. Or her. her. I should say her. All right. <laughs> 210 Move them. Move along. Move 210 So if you want more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com. Now, I'll tell you what I'm going to do for the blood drive is uh, I'm going to go and I'm going to give blood, but I'm going to go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center website and make an appointment. Uh, because if you make an appointment, uh, you get in, uh, depend- it depends. I mean, you may get in the same time, depends on traffic, or you may get in uh, a little quicker. So um, it's worthwhile to make an appointment so you know what time you're going to be here, and it's on your calendar, you're not thinking about it, oh, it, it, you know, at uh But, sat- but sat- you should remember, you, you need to remember that they're here. Yeah. Like, we, like I didn't last time. <clears throat> oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Let's see. So uh, that's just one little tip for me. And then, uh, so, so you can do that. Go to South Texas Blood and Tissue Center, and I'll find out the website if you need it. And then uh, there's that. So let's see. What else we got going on, Trace? Uh, okay. Lots of lots of fall vegetables, and all the winter annuals are here. Coffee. Yeah. If you're looking for something for deep shade, of course, the cyclamen and the primulas are unbelievable. You gotta see them to to believe them. There's those colors, and they bloom day in and day out through through the whole winter um, in the shade. You can't put them in the sun. They don't like the heat. And but it's time. Pan the pansies and the violas should do fine. Yeah, we, the selection keeps getting better every week. Dianthus. I bought some dianthus because I'm looking for winter annuals that will replace my zinnias for the the butterflies. Dianthus are good. Calanchulas will be here next week. And, uh, there's a, a substantial amount of the large potted flock um, stocks. stocks coming in. And uh, oh, good. Uh, Alyssum. Alyssum's yeah, good. Got Alyssum. Yeah. So, so uh, lots good. to choose from. Lots of the color, as we mentioned, uh, like David will be talking about, is here. We also have some unadvertised specials. We do. Uh, yeah, you got some good stuff. Three-gallon crepe myrtles are half price. The bougainvilleas, all sizes, mm-hmm. are half price. Rose trees are half price, and they're actually looking pretty good. You can see them from here. Um, then we've got um, jujubes. Jujubes. He just does so, that so large. Yes. Lo- I was I turned and looked. And I know we uh, both did. Um, <laughs> so the the bigger containers of jujubes are half price. <laughs> all right. Why don't you do something with shade trees? You know, this is a good time to... We do have shade trees what? on reg. On, it's on the sale. <laughs> you bet. 30% off on the 10, 15, and 30 gallon. So if anybody's interested in doing the CPS green tree rebate, uh, these will definitely comply with that. And okay. you, can, you can do it for up to five, get $50 a tree for up to five total trees on the, for the life of their program. In the early days, they just... You, just get fifty dollars for one tree, and then next year maybe get another. Now they're saying, if you haven't got five total, you can you can get five total. Right. And don't worry about the. There are some requirements. You you know they the whole idea of the program is to create shade, cut your air conditioning bill, 
uh, but the the list is a, longer than the, the list that we list. have a recommended and, plan. And most of them I actually have, which, you know, they always put a yeah. few odd things on there. But, uh, for example, Big Tooth Maple. Yeah. That uh, That is on the list. And the last four or five years, we weren't able to get a hold of uh-huh. any. Uh, and you've got a Naqua. We've got a Naqua, you bet. Yeah, but the, and the, all the Mexican white oak, Texas red oak, uh, live oaks, of course, cedar elms, you know, all the trees that we recommend, fast growth, uh, drought tolerant. And you plant them on the west side and the south side. It's, I guess even the east side they, they allow. Uh, uh, I, I'm trying to me- remember the diagram in my mind. At least the, the west side, and the east south. East side was out, I think. Yeah, east, at least the west and the south, which is a desirable place to put shade trees anyway. So You began talking about the big tooth maples last week. Did anybody take advantage of it? I was on a couple of little ones. Good. And um, when I say little, it's still big for a big tooth maple. Yeah, but uh, as you said, it's hard to uh, hard to find them. So if you've been right. thinking about them, Millburgers now has yeah. them. So you may want to take advantage of two different sizes. Three sizes. Oh, three sizes. I'm sorry. I thought you said okay. There's, there's one size that's not installed, and the the bigger ones are installed prices. Oh, okay. And uh, you can actually call uh, the nursery at 210-497-3760 to uh, find out the price and to uh, say, and, and assuming that's agreeable, to say, okay, put one aside for me. I'm going to come by and get it. So uh, It's hard and, to get a tree to change color here. You know, everybody's moving to Texas from up north and California, and they, they expect a, a good fall color uh, shade tree. And this has the capability of doing it more so than a lot of other trees. And we uh, mentioned, I think, a couple weeks ago that another plant, some of the varieties, crepe myrtles can do a pretty fair job of color. If you just check out, go to plantanswers.com and check out the ones that have the fall color. Uh, Maybe even the Milberger's list says whether they have fall color or not. But they're on sale, and you can probably find one of those that does have a, a, a good fall color. It's all weather-related, right. uh, individual now, years. The, for those of you out there, those are not on the uh, rebate. But, uh, yeah, no which one? Myrtles. The Crate Myrtle. Oh, okay. All right, 210-308-8867, the number to call in, 210-308-8867. I was walking by and noticed that there was, at least on one of the uh, groups of mums, there was an in-store special. Six-inch mums are Six inch pot. $1.98. Yeah, so that's half off the regular price. Is that about right? That is. Yeah. Boy, that's instant de- decoration if you got a yeah. party or visitors coming. And a lot of these are still still have buds on them. So, uh, oh, yeah. Normally you get to Halloween and uh, and they're already out of bloom. This year the weather pattern made it where uh, they might still have mums in bloom. And if you uh, want, if your, if your Halloween party is this week, you can get them... Wide open blooms, too, instant, sure. so that you have that instant color. And if you want the more traditional plant for All Souls, All Saints Day, we do have uh, some real pretty of uh, the Mary Mums, which is a large blooming marigold. So if you if you travel south, that's the traditional plant they use for All Souls, All Saints. Nice pots of that. Uh, and they're mixed. Some of them have a few pansies popping up in them and uh, a few other things. So it's kind of cool. So let's see. Okay, so we've mentioned the things on sale. Anything new coming in? What you're excited about? More, more, more okay. fashion of pansies. Oh, okay. So, you know, this is the second week we've had uh, calendulas are coming. Better. Uh, I didn't see those. Oh, 
didn't see those on there. I've so, reserved uh, a spot in my garden for them. I'll have them for you. I'll, I'll, <laughs> I'll let you to be the first one to know when I actually uh, All right. There, um, there's been a lot of interest in the uh, um, milkweed this morning. Yeah. yeah there is, and uh, Greg's Mist flower has gotten some. Oh, yeah, that thing's full of butterflies. Oh, man. gosh, yeah. Huh. It's, you know, yeah, I always say it's it's not the uh, uh, the landscape characteristics don't make it special, but just put it out there, even if the, if the top flops over, it's covered with blooms, and those blooms, almost everyone has butterflies. On oh, yeah. It. So. And you yeah. said, Calvin, you were talking to some woman, you said the monarchs are in. Monarchs are here, yeah. We don't know how long, much longer they'll stay. She, she was a pretty, she knew a lot about butterflies, and she was from Laredo. And she says, well, she, and when she, she's heading home, she expects to see them in Laredo, too. So, all right, so that's, that's, and uh, those perennials, uh, that uh, tropical milkweed that uh, Calvin was talking about that she got, uh, in the one gallon container is on sale for 388. Those are nice, right? Those are, are nice specimens. Yeah, even though they're not necessarily perennial, we put them in the oh, perennial okay. price group. Oh, okay. Actually, they uh, did. Daylilies, too. For, this is the first time we put daylilies in on this uh, sale. Oh, where are the daylilies? Uh, uh, right out by the Creek Myrtle. Oh, I see them. Oh, that's good. That's a great deal. Now, they'll, the, so, uh, let's see, half of my tropical milkweeds made it through the winter, came back. Um, the native, all the natives came um, came back. So, depending on where you plant them, you may have the tropical will come back. And the plant of the weekend. Well, uh, sticking in the fall traditions, this is a Mexican mint marigold, and it's a wonderful perennial. Um, gets fairly big, has a gorgeous yellow gold flower for fall. Not tall. It's big. This big mound. Wide. Um, used as a as a substitute for tarragon, so tarragon is hard to grow here, and uh, so this can be used in any of the recipes that recall uh, require tarragon as a substitute. And it's a moves the central focus in your landscape to to its bloom. It just gets covered with blooms uh, in the fall, short period of time, three four weeks, uh, but the deer won't eat it too. So if you're in a deer neighborhood. Thirty or so of them left. Yeah. So if that interests you, give us a holler and we can set some aside for you. And they've got a nice fragrance. Yeah, read up on them on- online. It's kind of interesting. Um, I'm looking at uh, MotherEarthLiving.com and they have a whole thing on the herbal benefits of it and um, some of the uh, uh, the culinary benefits as well. Do they say it's beautiful? Uh, well, I bet they do, but let's see. Uh, it has a lot to offer. It thrives in the hot, humid south where many herbs languish. Its small, bright flowers blossom in the fall when other herbs have played out for the season. Its licorice anise flavor is a successful stand-in for French tarragon, and it looks good in the garden. Okay. A, all right. Yeah, I think they understate that. I mean, because it, it's in the same league as fall aster in terms of the spectacular, spectacular fall show. Yeah. yeah. Cloud plant, as this herb is known in Mexico, was first documented there in the 16th century by Spanish explorers. So they were. It was the. It was the. Uh, were you with them, Jerry? It was the plant of the weekend as early as the uh, 16th century. 
they were the Spanish explorers were trying to sell it on their garden show. <laughs> so yeah, so that's three eighty eight too. That's one of the uh, one gallons that's on sale. So you can if if you can't come in today, here's the deal on these. You can call the nursery at four nine seven three seven. Six zero four nine seven three seven six zero, and tell them to uh, put some aside for you, and they will. And then just come pick them up the next couple of days. All right. So let's see. What else are we, are we missing? Anything? I, I think, I think we've it. covered it. All right. Well, we'll take this opportunity to take a quick break. Uh, while we do, we encourage you to give us a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Thanks, Trace. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. I'm Milton Glick. This is nine thirty a.m. The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. All right, you know about next Saturday and Sunday's event at Millburgers, the big Halloween celebration. But what you may not know is next Saturday, Millburgers has a great event that's a little on the serious side. It's Millburgers Quarterly Blood Drive. They do this every quarter because blood is always in need here in San Antonio. So you can come to Millburgers between 10 o'clock and 1.30 and you can donate blood. And here's a little suggestion for you. Go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue center and go ahead and make your reservations for your time that you want to give blood on the Millburgers blood drive that'll get you in and out quicker all right here's another suggestion make sure that when you donate blood you get a ten dollar gift certificate from Millburgers. in fact they'll give it to you even if you're unable to give blood and the south texas blood and tissue center has a nice gift for you too that's next saturday the 28th at Millburgers landscape nursery 1604 and boulevardy road check it out at millburgernursery.com With all this talk about the National Anthem, we thought it was a good idea to learn a bit more about why the National Anthem is so important in this country. This National Anthem Minute is brought to you by Premier Roofing and Contracting. Sir Francis Scott Key wrote the words to the Star-Spangled Banner as a poem the morning after a huge battle in 1814 between British and American forces. But how did Key get there and why? Key was on a humanitarian mission. His ship was flying a white flag. He was trying to obtain the release of an American doctor taken captive by the British. After he went on board the British ship to seek his release, he learned they were about to attack Fort McHenry in the port of Baltimore. So the British held him captive all night as they bombarded Fort McHenry. By the morning light, after the fight was over, he peered out of his ship window and saw an amazing sight. The flag was still there. Thank you, Premier Roofing and Contracting, for standing for our national anthem. PremierRoofingAndContracting.com My name is Thaddeus Biediger, and honestly, I have to say and spell my name every day. I'm also the owner of Premier Roofing and Contracting. Easy to say and much easier to spell. Premier Roofing and Contracting proudly serves San Antonio and the Hill Country. And we're a preferred vendor with major insurance companies. Call Premier Roofing and Contracting for a free estimate for your roof repair or replacement at 210-867-6001. At Premier Roofing and Contracting, we install quality with confidence. PremierRoofingandContracting.com While you're listening to your music, there's something else you should listen to. Your body, it's demanding omega-3s, vital nutrients your body needs to stay healthy, and 90% of us don't get enough. Nordic Naturals Omega-3 Fish Oils is America's number one choice. For over 20 years, Nordic Naturals has set the standard for fresh, pure, non-GMO fish oils with award-winning taste. 
You'll never experience fishy burps with our multi-patented manufacturing process, ensuring you get the freshest fish oil available. Omega-3s are a great way to stay healthy, supporting your heart, brain, joints, eyes, skin, and even your immune and nervous systems. For a sound body and mind, everybody needs Omega-3s. Come into Rhonda's Nature's Way to get your Nordic Natural products with two locations, 624 Southwest Military and 8059 Callahan at the corner of I-10 West and Callahan. Michael Medved believes there's a compromise on immigration. For people who have grown up in this country since the age of six and have worked steadily and have not been involved in any criminal activity, finding a way where you can regularize and legalize your status is something that is worth doing. But it's also worth doing to devote more resources to cracking down on people cause trouble in the United States. The Michael Medved Show. Afternoons at 2, right before Larry Elder at 5 on 930 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas. I'm Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons encouraging you to give us a call and talk gardening with us at 308-8867. That's 210-308-8867. Toll free outside of San Antonio, 866-308-8867, the number to call to be a part of the show. Um, So I have a question. It's going to seem like a dumb one. The uh, what's new? Yeah, I know. So the basil that we bought, um, we didn't really do a lot with it, but it grew well, and now it's blooming. So does that mean it's kaput for a uh, an herb to use in the kitchen? Or well, no. If you keep, if you let it continue, yeah. it'll uh, reseed. Oh wow! And G- Judy's, I don't know. It's like African violets. I mean, she's got. Thirty different pots of it, but it declines <laughs> with the win- the cold weather. Okay. So a lot of people will just will will snip off those blooms and just try to keep it in foliage as long as possible. Okay, it's nice and tall. It's a nice tall plant. Yeah. It's got little white blooms. That sound right? Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. Right. And the uh, the bees like love them. Oh, and, do they? Okay. Yeah. Butterflies oh. like them. Hummingbirds like them. And then they, I always think it's strange too. The Gold, little goldfinches and house finches will come on the oh, really? patio after the seeds. It's really a, it's really a good wildlife plant. I bet that it smells good when all the pots, if she have all the pots together, or uh, yeah, she, she does, has yeah. a group of them. So I bet it smells good. Yeah, I, I, latest I gave her was a uh, oh that uh, gra- lemongrass. That that's kind of over. That's a bit overwhelming. Right? Oh, I had it planted down in one of the citrus uh, boxes, but the uh, boy, it's sensitive to cold, and so one of David's master gardeners gave me another one, and, and she's got it in that bunch. Did you want to talk about the gherkin? Y- yeah, I need to call. Um, we can call her. You, you want me to... Elaine? Elaine is her. Yeah, here I'll I'll, I'll ask uh, Carla if he'll call her. She said she didn't answer an unknown phone. Yeah, no. so I, I'll okay. probably. But we can tell. You we can, can talk try. about that. Can, uh, okay. Describe the the weed. Elaine brought in a a vine. I think a, a lot of our listeners have probably seen it. It runs right along the ground, and it's not not overwhelming. It's kind of enjoyable to pick. 
It's got, because it comes out in big, big pieces. Big mats, yeah. yeah. And uh, I didn't think it'd be as hard to identify as it was. I went back home and looked in the in my weed books, and then didn't have any luck, and went to the internet and Neil's new book, and and so I brought it back. And but uh, Claudette, Claudette uh, got native yeah, she... native plant book out. And, well, do you want us to call her, or you want to just tell her on the air? Yeah, you can call. Her. All right, so we'll call her real quick and see if we can. So don't. So we're if you. Uh, so we do we, so we need to tell the rest. If you're listening, answer your phone. Yeah, Lane. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll, so you can ask questions about it because I found a good article on it on the um, on the internet as well. Once we knew it, um, that talked a little bit more about it. It looks. Uh, everybody looks at the fruits as they look like miniature. Watermelon. Yeah, they really do. Yeah. And in yeah. fact, that's, well, okay, I was going to give you one of its common names, but that'll give away what it is. Oh, that's all right, because, you know. We'll yeah, we might sh- not talk to Okay. Him. One of its common names is Melon Mouse, or Mouse Melon. Mouse Melon, that's cute. Yeah. And uh, in, in Mexico, uh, one, of, one of your Internet articles there, Milton said that they uh, pickle Yep. Yeah. So they called what they call Mexican sour gherkin. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. So it's so we're we're gonna Carlo is reaching out to her now, and so we'll uh, um, so we'll tell you in a second. Hey, I'm gonna take the opportunity to remind you while we're doing this, I'll I'll pause for a second, I'll stall, uh, and tell you that next uh, Saturday, uh, David Rodriguez will be here talking about fall color. She said that had did she say those had color too? They have little yellow flowers, but yeah, uh, they do. They've got flowers that look like horse herb. Oh, okay. Um, but uh, David Rodriguez will be here, and he'll be talking in the morning, starting at ten, about the uh, about cool weather color in San Antonio. That's absolutely free, so you can come on by the nursery and just enjoy that. Bring a notebook and a pen, and lots of questions. And of course, we've got the blood drive going on from ten to one thirty. And uh, you just come on by. You don't need a reservation for that either, um, but just come on by and donate. If you want to make an appointment with the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center, um, then you can do that too. I found out that about the last time when I gave blood, was uh, there was uh, someone who, who was in, uh, in front of me who had gave an appointment, and uh, so they went right in. So that's a... They pushed you aside? Just, no, they, they were in front of me anyway, So, oh. but they... Uh, they explained to me but that they would have. Appointments, uh, appointments go right in. So uh, go ahead and make an appointment, and then that way you know how long it's going to take. And that may be sort of an objection. People may go, okay, well, if there's a line there, then I don't want to do it. Well, you can just make the appointment, and you'll, you'll go in as quick as possible. It's generally not, it's generally not, not overwhelming. I mean, no. you know, there's, uh, as, you, as you report, there's a generous a number of people that eventually give blood, but... Really, the line doesn't seem to hold you up. There might be one or no. two people. They can deal with, uh, I think, three to four people at yeah. a time. I think from knocking on the door and signing up to walking out, the whole thing may have taken 45 minutes for me. Not huh. very long at all. Uh, and most of that was not waiting. It's, obvious, it's obviously they, obvious you hadn't made any trips to Namibia or South Africa lately. No. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, Elaine is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi there, Elaine. Thanks for coming on the air. Um, It's almost my pleasure. How are you all? 
<laughs> well, yeah, you actually answered your phone, Elaine. That's great. <laughs> hey, we had a we had a, a Quentin adventure trying to identify your weed because it was it's so common showing up in our landscapes that I I thought it'd be relatively easy to identify, but it wasn't. But uh, Claudette here at the nursery, uh, after I wasn't able to find it on the internet or in my books, she got out one of their uh, uh, really thick native plant books, and she must have uh, had some kind of inkling because she, after about a half hour, she found, she found it. My and uh, and what was that that Latin? Did I? Oh, you wrote that in the Latin, oh, but you I'll took tell it away from. Oh, me. I'm sorry. Okay. All right, but um, yeah, the, we'll give you the Latin, but it's the. It's a uh, the the genus is a Melothria. Oh, Mellow, yeah. like M-E-L-O, and then T-H-R-I-A. But Milton will... T- uh, will Also known as the Mexican Sour Gherkin. And and I'm looking at modernfarmer.com, and, and, and you ready for this? Here's the first sentence. What's striped smaller than a grape and sells for $24 a pound. <laughs> Thank you. Please. You're sitting on a cash crop. It doesn't tell how many are there are no, per pound. No, it doesn't say how many are in I'm, pound. I'm, I'm going to tell my friend to open up a, a little uh, stand using an old orange crate outside his house. There you go. Uh, it, and, but, but is there any preparation to this little melon? Um, and it is a melon. Well, it's a... No, it's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's like, like a, a it looks like a melon, it but it's calls it's 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 well. Here's the, I'll just keep reading. It says it's a Mexican sour gherkin, a dwarf cucumber, rapidly winning fans among farmers, gardeners, and foodies. But it's not. I don't think it's in the cucumber family. No, it's not. Or in the or the yeah, me, it, in melon family. It's not. It's an honorary cucumber. It says. <laughs> but they can. They they, they treat it. If you treat it like a pickle, pick it. You can pickle. Yeah. That's what they do is pickle them. And does it get any larger than the, the sample I brought you yesterday? No. Doesn't appear to. That's why Jerry said that you've got to gotta have a big bucket to get a pound of them. <laughs> I was trying to feel, yeah, you know, a pound of grapes yeah. is, is pretty. They're, these, these guys, these little melons are not quite as heavy as grapes. They don't have as much no, moisture in them. No, have more um, um, juice in them. Um, but uh, so they don't change color. That that is the color. Like a pepper might start out green and yeah. Uh, well, red. I think you'll get a they'll get yellow, like a like a cucumber Pepper's once they yellow. yeah before they drop their seed or you know I'm I'm surprised that uh, I'm trying to remember. I don't think I've seen as many as we see are seeing them this year, and obvious because we've had a lot of. Of the uh, listeners to the show, have seen them too this year, and uh-huh. uh, not other years. And wow, as I as I keep reading, there may be some animosity amongst cucumber people on this one. Okay. According to this is a quote I know, Hanno Schaefer. I'm gonna, I'm hoping I pronounce it a curcubit expert. Yeah. Okay, and professor of plant of plant. Um, biodiversity at Munich Technical University, for example, is unenthusiastic about Mexican sour gherkins. Quote, it's a little plant with a beautiful small flower, but it's a more or less typical. 
but it is a more or less typical, he writes, I don't, I, I don't know, anyway, he writes in an email, it has yellow petals, uh, insect-pollinated flowers, uh, fleshy fruits, and a climbing habit, so there's nothing special about it. Well, that's because he, he probably wrote that when it was, it's from Munich? Yeah. Oktoberfest. It's Oktoberfest. Oh, I see. Yeah. Well, I'm yeah. sure he had a few mugs of, of the brew. <laughs> yeah, a wow. few. I don't know. I... A few pickled gherkins and some yeah. beer. Yeah, he was. <laughs> so I, I think it's special. I like the other name, the mouse melon. I, I think that's, uh, that's that's kind of cute. I, I might call um, uh, my next puppy mouse melon. Um, it, and Milton, what... Um, website did you go to to get all this information so this is modernfarmer.com and if you just what did i uh what did i finally google hang on mm-hmm. i finally googled uh, gherkin vine and that led me to uh to that did we okay. did we tell you that it's a well i can get you an seeds. endangered species so you better not be picking that no. <laughs> no, we did. So no, we did not tell you that, and there's a reason so we didn't tell you that. Thanks, Calvin. So <laughs> no. no, it's a fun. It's a fun plant, but uh, okay. So and, we should l- just let it do what it's doing, and you, and, you uh, can. It's yeah. not. It's not going to overwhelm your landscape. But Jerry and I were also commenting. It's kind of a fun plant because uh, if it's in an open area, you pull it up, and you get whole mats of it that pull up pretty easy and it's not a, a struggle to get it out of the ground no, like uh, that, that's horse herb. What, when my friend was showing me uh, the vine and, and the fruit, um, you, you lifted, I lifted up part of the vine so that I could bring it to you and it just, it, it was um, kind of a, a maze of vines, a, a, a netting of vines. And uh, so if one were to, say, mow the grass, uh, uh, if, even if you destroyed part of it, that probably wouldn't. Now it wouldn't be a hurt. Problem. It. No. Now, so you, I, yeah, and, and generally, if you mow, most of it stays lower than the mower. Exactly. I'm trying, I'm, in my yard, it's on the. Uh, it's kind of in the. Uh, it's on a slope with almost no soil, um, so there's, there's no. It's not competing with. Uh, a lot of weeds or sod or anything, and uh, mm-hmm. it's a place. It's a place where wildflowers will grow, so yeah. it, it obviously can put up with bad soil. Well, alrighty. Uh, I thank you so much for your yeah. research and efforts, and um, thank you. Sure, tell us what Thanks, you Thanks, Elaine. It was fun. Yeah, and it was. We'll, okay. we'll tell Claudette that you appreciated her efforts too. Indeed, indeed, I do. I'll her skills, I guess. <laughs> I'll continue listening to the program. Thank you. Thanks, Elaine. You take care. Okay, Milton. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye-bye. All right. Uh, 210-308-8867. If, or maybe you've uh, grown them or are more familiar with them. Uh, maybe you've got uh, a family of mice that enjoys little mouse melons. Uh, call us at 210-308-8867. So what you got going on over there? You've been, uh, you've been busy. Neil Ferrison is, is a weekly newsletter. Has our favorite plant, Calvin. Horse uh, uh, herb? Grassburrs. Oh. oh, yeah. And he tackled grassburrs. Uh, somebody wrote in and uh, 
ask how to how to eliminate grass birds that they're awful this year. I imagine because of all the rains and things. Some places, not not yeah. not in my neighborhood, they aren't. I, I would guess that they're probably not in most parts of San Antonio. Right. Or uh, well, let's see. They had a lot of rain in the in the sandy areas down yeah. Wilson County, so they maybe are. That, that's other. the national flower, uh, national yeah. plant of uh, Wilson County. I think we we've talked about this before, but <laughs> and I'm sure your terriers, my terriers uh, identify where the sandbirds are. It doesn't take long, and uh-uh. so, so even when they're chasing squirrels, you know, there's no they don't they don't go straight through there. They've got this path around <laughs> it so they can avoid the sandbirds. Uh, Neil says there's nothing you can do about them now. Uh, and he says, uh, the truth is we have no way of eliminating existing grass burrs, or sand burrs, or sticker burrs, as they're called. When the MSMA went away seven, seven eight years ago, so did our one product to rid the, rid the existing grass weed within our Bermuda lawn. Now, I think Trace found one that called weed out, uh, weed out with uh, gra- uh, crabgrass killer. Is that, is that the one he found for that would take care of Yeah, we were looking weed for We thought it might be one of the image, but there was a product, a similar product. Yeah. That, uh, called, called weed out with crabgrass killer. But uh, the pro- pro- uh, read and follow label instructions to make and sure it, that's the right one. And MSMA didn't do you any good once the burrs were. Yeah. You you had to get you had to be able to identify the, the plant, plant. which is relatively easy. the burrs. And then you uh, one thing I say if you don't have too many, they're easy to pop. You just take a little sh- uh, spade, and you can just pop them up, and you just go collect them and throw them in a garbage. Garbage bag. Of course, you got an acre of them. Yeah, I was fixing to say maybe you can get a job doing that in <laughs> yeah. Wilson County. I've yeah. seen people working at it. <laughs> you, you know, they at least close to the to the house. They're trying to get get rid of them in a, when it's. How a bad do you year. pop them out with a shovel? Or something? Yeah, you, you know they they were, they seem to have a real shallow root system. Yeah. So you just tip them and pop them and with a shovel it's with a shovel yeah a little a spade shovel oh okay yeah and uh so and then we we've talked about one thing you can you can cut or you can pick up a lot of the burrs if you drag a a carpet a small uh, kid yeah a small, small kid cover really and heavy coat. especially if they wiggle and yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Dress, you uh, want put, an active kid put their parka their parka on or wool, <laughs> wool shirts and but uh, a carpet remnant uh, will not all it won't get all of them but it'll get it'll get a lot of them if they're once they're mature and so. he gives a good uh good in the in a way to how, how to get rid of them he says uh Follow the steps. You should make drastic reduction in your population of grass birds, crabgrass, and other warm season grassy weeds. Uh, products you can choose from are Team, uh, Dimension, Bayland, and uh, Halt, H A L T S. And he does not like. Uh Amaze, I guess. Amaze is a good product for Yeah. Uh, uh, Amaze and XL. Is, is 
Amazing team, the same thing? I don't know. They may have the same active yeah, ingredients. Active ingredients, yeah. Maybe a little different formulation. He said, uh, find the average date for the last killing frost, or uh, last killing freeze in your area. Apply pre-emergent uh, granules two weeks prior to that date. So South Texas may be, uh, 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 usually the last two weeks in February. That's when, yeah, that's we always, well, February 15th to March 1st, we yeah. always. And then a second application, and I always go to June 1, as he. He, he said in 90 days or three months. June 1. Yeah. So we got this right for a change. Yeah. Both both treatments are absolutely required. If you miss either one, you will definitely have grass burrs and crabgrass uh, back again. And if you got if you have a, a a lot of soil, or you can water your lawn, um, and you you know if it's an ideal situation for a lawn, then you the lawn can outcompete. Uh, graspers but it's all always those marginal sites and sandy soil right. that are really tough to keep the sandbirds under control but that 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 works maybe we need a, to invent a a grasper popper uh some some little two instrument or two yeah. so you that you could call to come around Put it down by the grass bird, pop it out. Well, some of our listeners that Without are taking a shovel that right. are handy. Uh, if you got a few sandbirds, go out there and and just check that out. That and see if you see if you agree with me that that tip of your uh, sharp spade will will relatively easy to pull them out. What I do is just go pop them, you know, and then I get tired of that. So then I go back with my little garbage sack and pick them up and. Throw them in the garbage. we got to take a break. While we do, give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. James is coming up next uh, right after this message on 930 AM, The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. All right, you know about next Saturday and Sunday's event at Millburgers, the big Halloween celebration. But what you may not know is next Saturday, Millburgers has a great event that's a little on the serious side. It's Millburgers Quarterly Blood Drive. They do this every quarter because blood is always in need here in San Antonio. So you can come to Millburgers between 10 o'clock and 1.30 and you can donate blood. And here's a little suggestion for you. Go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center and go ahead and make your reservations for your time that you want to give blood on the Millburgers Blood Drive. That'll get you in and out quicker. All right, here's another suggestion. Make sure that when you donate blood, you get a $10 gift certificate from Millburgers. In fact, they'll give it to you even if you're unable to give blood. And the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has a nice gift for you, too. That's next Saturday, the 28th, at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull Road. Check it out at millburgernursery.com. There is some really incredible news about an award that WellMed Medical Management recently received from the Joint Commission. WellMed was awarded the Gold 
seal of approval in primary home medical care. What does it mean? Well, the nation's oldest and largest standard-setting accrediting healthcare body has awarded that to WellMed because of the work they do in primary care. Fewer than 200 medical groups in the country have received the prestigious home certification, all because of what WellMed does. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottom Line Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line Do you like to shop? Do you like to improve your community? Then join AM930 The Answer for the 24th Annual Holiday Olay Market. Friday, October 27th through Sunday, October 29th at the San Antonio Shrine Auditorium. This year's Christmas at the North Pole-themed event showcases regional and national merchants offering the latest in fashion, beauty, and home decor trends, as well as unique gifts and holiday merchandise. Shopping hours are from 10 a.m. to 9 p.m. Friday and Saturday and 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. on Sunday. Plus, there are many other special events to be a part of, like Breakfast with Santa. Proceeds from the holiday market benefit the community programs and projects of the Junior League of San Antonio Incorporated. For more information, go to www.jlsa.org or to this station's website community calendar for more information. We'll see you there. Back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. James has been so patient. Let's uh, get to him right now at 210-308-8867. Hey, thanks for waiting, James. What's going on? Hey, I heard you all talking about those uh, those grass birds. And uh, in the old days, we used to use a, a grub and hoe. It's got to be sharp, though. you got to sharpen it up. And you get up underneath them and then pull them, you know, pop them out. And then yeah, you put them in a feed sack, uh, you know, an old feed sack. And then yeah. you can uh, you can put that in the burn barrel, and it all goes up in smoke. That's, <laughs> that's the way we used to do it, but uh, I don't they know if stay, I can they help. Stick you while you, they stick you while you're trying to get them in that sack, don't they? Well, you you got to have a gloved hand, so whichever oh, okay. glove you're, you're, you know. But with that grubbing hole, you can pop them. 
and then you can pull them straight up to get a hand on them to put them in the in the sack. Anyway, we used to do that a long time ago, and I'm sure there's easier ways nowadays. No, I don't think there is. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, anyway, that's, um, and then I wanted to ask Dr. Calvin uh, uh, when he uh, when he starts his rutabagas and what varieties he likes. Jerry, you want to answer it, that for it, Calvin? It, Calvin's talking to some other people. Yeah, he's but, answering uh, a question off the air real quick. They, they, Was that your question they, yesterday? We lost you yesterday. They, yeah. they all, the, the neat thing about rutabagas is they, they all taste as equally as bad. <laughs> so it really doesn't matter which variety you use. We'll ask well, Calvin I, in a second. I just wanted that information in my storage bank in case somebody from maybe Nebraska or something asked me the question on what variety grows well down here. Well, so, what you do is hang up on them or, or <laughs> walk away and shaking your head or something like uh, that. Oh, man. But you, okay, but you, plant, well. <laughs> but you plant them uh, you plant them now, you know, uh, the rutabaga. I, I, I never thought about varieties of rutabagas, but uh, I'm sure there are several different kinds. But like I said, they're, they're all equally as bad. Yeah, you know, uh, people ask me uh, uh, why I don't be... like turnips, and, and I always tell them, well, if they wouldn't taste so much like turnips, I think they'd be all right. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's true. I think that's Jerry's philosophy on rutabaga. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, as okay. Calvin finishes answering that question, we'll uh, we'll ask him uh, for you. So we need you want him to you want to know when to plant them, how to plant them, and what varieties, right? Yeah, that's now, interesting. Now's to find the out. time to plant them. Okay, so now's okay. the time to plant them. How do you plant them? Like carrots. Oh, really? Yeah, plant them like carrots. Do you know how to plant carrots, James? Yeah, but it'd take me 10 minutes to explain to you guys how I do it. So I, I, use, <laughs> how do you, I, use, I use a pellet seed from Johnny's. Right. And, uh, oh, okay. And I get everything all worked up, double dug, get me a nice seed bed. Then I lay a three-quarter inch pipe down on the ground, press it in, and then I lay those seeds, those pellet seeds in there where I want them to stand. And then I water them with a foggit uh, twice a day. And then you don't have to thin carrots because you plant them where they're going to stand on them little pellets. You got me? That's interesting. Yeah. Uh, unless you All want right. thin carrots, and I don't particularly like to do that. Nobody likes thin carrots. But if you plant thin, them where they're going to stand. Thin them out. Thin the plants out. Oh, I thought you were. Remove the plants. No. I thought you were it, criticizing their weight. No. Okay, Calvin is, Calvin is ready. What's up? All right. He, he asked okay. about uh, what your favorite varieties of rutabagas were. When to plant them and how to plant them. And I, t- I told him that uh, uh, in variety selections on rutabaga, they all tasted equally as bad. So it's your, it's your job to defend the poor rutabaga. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, it's not a uh, vegetable that. I, I suspect there's a lot of varieties out there. There might be hybrid rutabaga somewhere. But uh, there's. Uh, I just give a purple top. I think is is one that's around here. I can't. I can't remember any well, other. Well, that, that's a turnip. Turnip is it's a, a purple. It's a rutabaga also. Yeah. Uh, rutabaga okay. also, yeah. So I I just use uh, the the ones that are in the seed. They all they work fine. Uh, 
Now, are you being facetious about the favorite rutabaga? No, no, no. He's yeah. I just so I'm, I'm being facetious. There's it's two not, varieties at Johnny's, and I think they're both hybrid. Yeah, it is not like tomato varieties. I mean, there's not. We don't have to worry about the seeds disappearing, and I don't. I don't think there has been a uh, change, a new variety for the last thirty. 50, 60 years. Yeah, and you want to get the variety that doesn't yield very many. <laughs> what was that guy? Uh, Just focus on Calvin's voice. <laughs> <laughs> but but they, yeah, they're easy. They're uh, they're not very demanding in terms of uh And you plant weather. them now? Oh, yeah, plant them now. Because they're minor up, yeah. And, Jerry? Uh, you know, turnips. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's one way to cook them. You can um, get a two-by-four. And then oh, nail, a, nail a couple of them to a two-by-four and, st- and put them in the fire and get them all burnt. And then take them out of the fire and throw the rutabagas away and eat the two-by-four if, if you want no. to. Yeah. Whoa. Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, Calvin. We didn't know he was going to go there. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not. Anyway. I hate to waste a rutabaga, uh, two-by-four like that. So two-by-four. Huh? Okay. Well, you guys have fun, and thanks for all the good information you gave me today. Okay. Thanks. Thanks for calling. Bye-bye. <laughs> All right. 210-308-8867. You guys made me hungry for rutabaga. Oh, oh yeah. Just a bo- uh, chunk it up and boil it and make it mush, you know, mush it up. Yeah. And then just lots of butter and some salt and pepper. Wow, it's good. Good for you. And How uh, many sticks of butter is it per uh, <laughs> cup of rutabaga? <laughs> depends on what you whether you like rutabagas or not. <laughs> It reminds me, it's, I think it's, uh, I find it a little more mild than turnips. I tell it tastier, yeah, tastier that's, than that's what I've heard. Yeah. But it takes, you know, twice the season to produce a rutabaga. But uh, but you produce one that's as big as uh, one of the small watermelons. or. But you don't want to eat them. Cantaloupe. You don't want to get them, let them get that big, do you? Well, you can. Yeah. You don't want to. You don't want them to get that big and then sit there for another three months. Yeah. They harvest them and then they put them in the root cellar, and uh, just like potato, you know, they, yeah. they potatoes and cabbage. Uh, I imagine if you let them get that big, they get woody like kohlrabi. Not. They're not too bad. But uh, they get, you if, you let them, the if you let them sit in the ground, you can. You know, those insects start eating through them and things. But they uh, they store at a relatively high quality for quite a long time, especially if you got a root cellar, cool, um, moist area. Yeah. And uh, everybody's writing this down. I'm sure out there. Oh, those, I know. How those uh, rutabaga aficionados or whatever. Um, not too many. You don't have to have a long row of rutabagas to. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> fill up, fill up your cat. Your, you don't uh, have to have many plants, and they and they germinate pretty. Oh, do they? Old, even old seeds seems to germinate oh. pretty well. Not like you can't know, keep not, a rutabaga not, down. Not yeah. ne- nearly as well. Turnips are the that same. That sounded way. bad. Yeah, <laughs> turnips are the same way. They like lettuce. You know, if you get a couple years out, you don't get a lot of germination. But turnips and rutabagas do well. And can you briefly, uh, we got about three minutes for you after the news, you want to tell folks you were talking about an Althea problem. Do you have enough time to oh. talk about it? 
Yeah, well, and then, yeah, the Althea is, uh, I was going to say, notoriously um, subject, subject or sensitive to uh, cotton root rot. It's one of many plants. Roses are the. Oh, and, yeah. And it sounded like uh, this gardener had, it was moving down the line, taking out the Altheas and. And the pattern sounded typically, and they didn't have roots. That was the key. Yeah, that's yeah. She she went over and touched it, and the thing fell over. Then the one com, the one complication, or the one hope was, that she also had a leak in her watering system, so that it was real soggy in that area. And the only the, the the only hope there was that well maybe it was just a regular root rot, not a cotton root rot, which would mean that that you might have a chance you correct the the uh, leaky soggy soil situation, and then maybe in a year or two you could you could grow plants that were susceptible to cotton root rot there. But um, it's pretty gam it's a gamble. And once you get a root rot. Even if it's not cotton root rot, it's, it's, it always seems like the site is pretty... Especially temper- when you plant susceptible plants yeah, back into it. Tem- temperamental. And they had, she had uh, mulch. And mulch is not a bad... Uh, mulch is good to try to combat cotton root rot, but it's not... You know, it's, you, can, you can't solve the problem or address the issue after the fact with it. So that was it, Milton. Okay, good. All right. Now she was trying to figure out. She's got. This is the old dilemma. She's got sixty foot of Althea's, mm. and they've started moving. Started someplace in the middle, and are moving down the line. Um, what does she plant in there that are compatible with Althea's and are not susceptible to cotton root rot, uh, so that they. Because you, you really can't plant Altheas back there. And then she also probably has to expect it to continue to be an issue. All right, we're going to begin to take a break, but I want to remind you next Saturday as Millburgers' big Halloween celebration. Uh, there's lots going on, including uh, a blood drive uh, from 10 to 1.30. Food. Food. David Rodriguez will be here. Face painters, balloon artists, uh, moon bounce. Pictures in the pumpkin patch, food. Did I hear right? Margaritas and Irish whiskey and... I don't think I... Oh, uh, you didn't hear that. I'll check MillburgerNursery.com, but I'm pretty sure there another was not the... Now, nothing Irish better whiskey. than a uh, shot Irish whiskey and some rutabaga. Oh. Oh, jeez. All right, we'll take a break and be back in a moment. For more information, go to MillburgerNursery.com, and we'll tell you more after this on 9.30 a.m. This is The Answer. We're back with Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 930 AM, The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas on 930 AM, The Answer. Milton Glick along with Dr. Calvin Finch, Dr. Jerry Parsons. Trace is on the porch with us here at uh, Millburgers at 1604 and Bull Road. Well, lots of your gardening peers are out here having a uh, a good time, enjoying the nice day. 
It's a pretty day, isn't it? It's a pretty day. And the last customer asked me for mint, and then she wanted to be specific. She finally got down to what she was using it for was mojitos. So I showed her which one that uh, oh. that she could use for that. So that was kind of neat. That's uh, how many mojito uh, recipe uh, ingredients do you request do you get? Um, the at, first least one? One, at least one a week. Really? Yeah. Wow. I hate to ask this. What kind of mint do you what use? What the hell is a mojito? You go ahead and explain. Uh, the last couple I've had, I don't remember much about them. So I can't oh, tell you. wait a minute. Can't I think they much. got tequila in them. Yeah. Oh, they're oh, not. Oh, they're okay. not virgin margaritas. It's a, it's a it's a drink. It's a drink. Yeah. Okay. So let's see. Um, you only need the first one spiced up, and then after that, you can just go with. It. Is there a special mint you use for it? Well, spearmint is what they. What oh, they okay. Had. They've always put in the ones I had. And yeah. is this the good a good season for spearmint? Uh, it's always a good season. Yeah. And <laughs> oh, okay. You want to remind everybody that uh, mint. If you plant mint, make, be prepared to control it so it doesn't take over the whole. And how do you control it? I just put it, I just leave it in a uh, container. In a container, huh? Yeah, because you don't need much for your recipes. My, no. my wife's best friend actually planted it where her, her dripping water faucet was. Oh, Lord. And the next thing, next thing you know, it was the entire backyard. Uh. Every time she mowed, you knew it. I've, I've, I've often thought about that. Mint, mint grows kind of like that low grass, a low grass, and how lovely it would be uh, every time you mowed. Overpowering almost. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you mix, if you had uh, wild onion or wild garlic in there. There too. you go. You'd be ready to yeah. go. Yeah. Smell like mean? a restaurant. <laughs> I think um, in some of the organic. Uh, mosquito controls, don't they use uh, uh, mint? Yeah. Spearmint or there's, is it there's peppermint? There's mint in there and um, the mint all oil. kinds of stuff, cloves. Uh, maybe would, I was thinking maybe once you cut the lawn, it would keep the mosquitoes away. But. Yeah, it might. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. I doubt it. Okay. So, see, that's the kind of help well, we get here at No Burgers. You cut cut the lawn; it does help keep the mosquitoes away. If you cut, oh, okay, well, if, yeah. If the short lawn is yeah. less covered. He's talking about the mint would oh. repel. Oh, yeah, it, if you, it'll if you, keep them off of your from your knees down. How about that? There you go. Oh, okay, that probably works. All right. Well, what else is going on, Trace? Ah, uh, well, we're we're gearing up for a, a really big weekend next weekend. We're having a great one now. The train's still running for about another hour. I uh, still got plenty of stuff to choose from, even corn stalks. You know, we run out of corn stalks two or three times, but we got another batch in. <laughs> and uh, so it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. And uh, next weekend's going to be a kick. So we've got David Rodriguez here. We do. And he'll be talking about uh, fall color plants and uh, what you can plant and where to ensure you have color all winter long. Uh, we're going to have the kids uh, painting thing. Face, for, oh, uh, yeah, the pumpkin painting. The pumpkin painting. We're going to have the blood drive. Mm-hmm. We're going to have face painting. Right. We're going to have balloon artists. We're going to have uh, roasted corn, bounce house. I know I'm missing something. Virgin margaritas. Virgin uh, margaritas. The train will be train running. Train will be running. Uh, the maze is functioning. Little gifts for kids in costumes. Yes, we do. And then we're going to have the employee costume contest. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So the employees are going to dress up, and our, the customers get the greatest. And it's really more for bragging rights than anything, but there are prizes. Yeah, now they. they so who's the most competitive employee? Claudette. 
No. The, Roger. 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 Yeah. You know, <laughs> you know, it's it's like a football game. They always have a uh, play the uh, national anthem before the. Are any of them going to go down on their knee, or are they going to stand uh, up? <laughs> I, I think what? if they went down on their knee, they might go home. Wait a minute. <laughs> there you go. Oh, well, you, wow. Colin. I can see the controversy. Uh, <laughs> not even sure why you brought that I up. I don't either. Yeah, but. okay. <laughs> um, okay, so, and then who? how often has Roger won? Um, more times than I've got fingers. Wow. So he's got a reason to be bragging. It well, does. he Roger does a little politicking. He, he, he too. sells himself. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I don't know. How, I remember one year he was a pinata and he used to jump around and candy'd fall out and the kids would go. Pick Wait him up. a minute, oh, where? Yeah. Where did it fall out from? Well, he would just do it purposely. He made a hole in his pocket. So oh, fall okay. Out, yeah, he, the kids would pick it Jerry up. Jerry was picturing something was perhaps yeah. a little vulgar. Uh, no, no. <laughs> And if I if he does that again, I'll hit him with a stick. <laughs> I thought about that. <laughs> yeah, you're kind of competitive too in this contest. Yeah, but you know what? I have not it's placed a... ever. Ever placed for no. second or third? And as much as I sweated last year, I figured yeah. I'd at least place. This is the sweat factor alone, the pity factor. Right. You should have gotten the. Uh, Maybe uh, we need to start a campaign to, to support uh, Trace and his costume. Well, and we got to take his stick away so he's not hitting Every, people with his everybody stick. Everybody who comes in can vote more than once. Yeah. I think that's pretty cool. And um, one lucky voter will be drawn on Sunday, and they will win a gift certificate just for participating just in our for contest. Voting. Yeah. Uh, on the website, it says it's a $100 gift certificate, which is pretty good. And now, a, how do you vote? Well, we'll have ballots out, and you vote one, two, and three. And I'm, I mean, ba- around the nursery, the ballots will be, yeah. Yeah, be, be up, up the register. Up by the register. Yeah, we got to have a little some control. There you go. And, uh, Roger may be printing his own ballot. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I keep an eye on that. Uh, <laughs> and then we do have a, a new one that we're doing this year, that, uh, the, the Facebook one, where yeah. they take a picture of the uh, a kid, doesn't have to be your own, <laughs> uh, in the pumpkin patch. They can post it to Facebook, and one of those will be drawn to be a gift certificate winner as well. I saw some babies. Uh, in the pumpkin patch the other day, people uh, that, set that, that, babies that. anywhere. Uh, when, when my daughter <laughs> yeah, you was young, set them down in the pumpkins. When my daughter was young, my wife would not have done some of the things I've seen. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's see. So we, it's all on millburgernursery dot com where you can learn more about all this. Are uh, you doing the blood drive Facebook post too, or no? Uh, like last time, it may not. You may not he be. He didn't mention that. So, okay, um, so maybe not. That's okay. But we still want everybody to come out for the blood. Drive. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and you'll see me get a gift certificate for just participating, even in that. Yep. Yeah. Hey, Chase, you need to know that um, this this weed, that watermelon looking thing. Yeah. Yeah, Claudette rocked it. We we I couldn't find the answer on the internet and the uh, uh, books. Claudette found it. Uh, in one of your uh, native plant books, and then Milton worked on the computer and found the big write-up on, on it. What is it? It's uh, mouse melon. Mouse melon or uh, Mexican sour gherkin. gherkin. Yeah. yeah. Okay. It's a pickle. Yeah, it's you pickle. It. Oh, I heard it's, y'all talking about pickles. A it's an, uh, yeah, it's an honorary good. cucumber. Not officially in the cucumber family. No, it's not in the family. Cucumbit or what is that? Yeah, no, it's not, yeah, it's not but it's just... They use them. They they can use them the same way. So. Yeah. So it's edible. That's 
important. It, yeah, yeah, if it's pickled. I guess, yeah. I don't and know. And you could sell them for a lot of money, so much per pound, right, man? Yeah, according to the, uh, here, let's well, see. Small $24 per pound. sure take a lot yeah, of them. Yeah, well, that's what we Yeah, we are kind of comparing them to grapes, but... There's not nearly as much moisture in there as a grape either. So, so here's the first sentence of the article. That's identical, yeah. With stripes smaller than a grape and sells for $24 a pound. Interesting. Yeah. So she's going she's gonna to start growing these now for I profit. I who buys them. I don't know. That's a good question, too. I guess you got to figure that part out as well. Yeah, they, right. might, they might start growing them. It sounds like some, some people are, sometimes are, they are growing. For, for harvest. Yeah, that's what they're recommending, these farmers do. This is in modernfarmer.com. They're talking about how much farmers in Michigan and stuff love growing these things. That's what it said in the article. There's it's some on, food that's never grown, uh, it's grown on, those things that harvest, or harvested those It's things. on the Internet. It's got to be true, right? That's, that's kind of like cherry tomatoes, you know. Uh. Uh, people, people that grow cherry tomatoes have never grown cherry tomatoes before. Well, when they go get out there and start harvesting them for sale anyway. But, of course, for home gardeners there. And I, I knew, to, speaking of tomatoes, I knew uh, the tomato we recommended, uh, Ruby Crush. Yeah. Uh, doing good over at the Children's Garden and uh, se- several locations that I've seen them planted out. They're really loading down. For, didn't you say you all had one? We have one out front. I actually ate. A tomato from it yesterday. Okay, how'd you yeah. like it? I, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah, they're pretty tasty. They're a little, little less acid and a little more sugar than right. Yeah, the HN 968s. How are your 1823s? Yeah, there we're still harvesting 1823s. Um, they're they they've got uh, a little uh, stretch marks and da- a little damage cracks on them because um, fluctuating heat. Yeah, fluctuating. So they because they set they set real early. I've been harvesting them for what three, three weeks plus. But the other the tycoon and the others are What's that? He hadn't brought us any. No, he 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 made that one. I think he's eating them all. I think he is too. He's entitled to, but he could share a couple. (laughs) We'd like to know. know? I'm waiting for the pepper crop like he had the other time where he shared a bunch of peppers. What kind of peppers did you share? I don't remember. Are you growing peppers this year? Oh, I, well, I grew I grew uh, fewer plants, but I've got I have uh, the banana peppers, and I have a few of the remnant uh, Rio Grande oh, peppers. Dear. And I just as I work around the garden, I just eat those. The hot peppers, I wait for uh, if I get a. This year there haven't been a, an accumulation like in past years because of the weather. I think. Uh, or, or I bring them into trace, or I wait for one of Judy's brothers to show up. They always <laughs> are eating. They miss them. I guess they come from South Africa or England, and they are hard-pressed for hot peppers. Or they get in the mood when they get the San Yeah, Antonio. yeah. So you're supposed to eat hot peppers in Texas. But uh, we down south where we got the, our, our main garden down there is... Uh, the pe- the pepper we kept them well fertilized through the summer and the uh, hot peppers like uh, serranos and and uh, uh, jalapenos uh, are doing extremely well on extremely healthy healthy plants that grew through the heat real good. 
But uh, did they produce them? Oh yeah, they produced so huh. many that they don't want them anymore. Oh, uh, the, the 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 chef they have a chef uh, was pickling some of them or doing something, and so he finally told the the guy the guy that's growing them told them don't bring any more peppers. We've had we've Got had plenty. all the peppers we want. Yeah, they go a long way. If you yeah, don't, especially if you don't have somebody. Constantly consuming them. The 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 fruit, like like we told people, uh, that that wanted to start over in the fall on peppers, uh, that you could keep your old keep your plant, and it would it would it would uh, have peppers in the fall again when temperatures cool a little bit, which has happened. But of course, like we said, the fruit is smaller than it was on the on the new plants, but. Uh, you know, a serrano is not supposed to be that big anyway. And uh, the jalapenos, uh, the jalapenos that we put down there, uh, were uh, were a hi- hybrid uh, jalapenos, which are large to begin with. So the, they are half the size that they were on the new plants, but they're still big enough to be a, a good jalapeno. For stuffing and things like that, stuffing with cheese, things like that. All right, 210-308-8867. we got Scrubby on the line. Hi, Scrubby. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Hey, I'm in charge, uh, so I'm fine over here. How y'all doing? Pretty good. Sounds like you got some traffic in the back. You may uh, yeah. make some sales today. Yeah, we got lots of folks here. To, I think with the cooler weather, everybody came out. Yeah, uh, papayas, y'all. Uh, do y'all have papayas over there at Millburgers? I don't think something? so. I've, I haven't heard about any, but uh, something and you of course, of this is this is a bad time of the year to be looking for papayas because you go, they're going to freeze. Are you in San yeah, Antonio or South? <laughs> I'm out here at Brooks Base. Yeah, I'm in San Antonio. Okay. Okay. So, uh, well, yeah, what, no, I, what what I, got you, what you what you got what got you going on papayas? Well, I've had them out here for several years. You know, they just came up in my compost pile, and uh, I've had as many as forty at a time on there when the freeze came and ruined them. You know, that's been about yeah. five years ago. But uh, yeah, you know, anyway. of course, Doctor Moore at the botanical garden. Uh, Made papayas famous around here, and and he was developing a fast maturing papaya. And they sometimes show up at plant sales in the spring. Right, right. Yeah, I was just trying to remember if they. I wish Trace was still here. I don't remember if we had them here at the nursery in the in the spring or not. I don't. I've never seen a papaya sold here. So I'll be darned. Okay. Well, what about uh, you know? Up until just recently, you couldn't get a. Uh, 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 avocado, even apple trees to grow in this neighborhood. So, uh, you know, I guess A and M or somebody's paying attention to that. Well, they're 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 bringing a lot of uh, now. Millburgers has got a boatload of uh, avocado trees. Yeah, and they're good good looking trees. Well, and some apples. In the early '60s, when I became aware of wine, I noticed that uh. That uh, you couldn't, uh, nobody grew uh, wine grapes in Texas. Now they're, you know, you can tour the, you know, and can't see half of them in uh, in, an, in a day. So 
Oh yeah, yeah. And there's supposed so to be more more wineries and and wine places up 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 on two, Highway 290, up in the Hill Country, up around Stonewall and Fredericksburg, and uh, and John Thomas of Wild Seed Farms are uh, Wild Seed Farms are also planting their own vineyards now. Really? So so wow. they they Great. say there's more there's more. Vineyards along Highway Two I Two Ninety, which runs like I say from Fredericksburg to Johnson City, in that, in that stretch, than there is anywhere in the, in the country, even in California. Wow, Golly, that's and they're great. Pla- and they're pla- they're planting more. Well, that's great news. Well, what about the? Uh, I I read uh, recently or heard somewhere that uh, a lot of the uh, flying insects are being uh, decimated by. Whatever, I guess the people in Africa just spraying the whole goddamn uh, Amazon for, uh, well, the Amazon wouldn't be in Africa, but anyway, uh, spraying the jungle with uh, DDT and whatever, but they said that uh, 70-something percent of the flying insects on Earth are in decline, and that's pretty important to people in agriculture, wouldn't you think? Hmm. Well, yeah, it depends on what flying insects you're talking about. Of course, yeah, and I haven't talking about bees. You got it depends. You have to look at the data and what, because um, the data there's all different kinds of results floating yeah. around here. Um, so some 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 species are, are not declined at all, and other others have declined. Yeah. Some some of them they don't know why they've declined, and others they know exactly. Uh, well, the insecticide. I think, I think normally uh, there's several hundred species go extinct every every day anyway because of uh, you know the evolution or whatever y'all want to call it. Yeah. Well, why are they spraying with the DDT? Is that mosquitoes and malaria or, or what are they after? Well, it, uh, they're they're saying it's uh, it's either bugs or people, you know, and they prefer people, so they kill the bugs. But, uh, you know... Yeah, I, ma- you, I imagine that's mosquitoes. Out, so you, many people you, die of malaria every year, every month. Well, in, in 1947, I used to bathe in DDT, and I'm still here. Yeah, so, probably uh, healthier for it. Uh, the farmers uh, uh, used to tell me that uh, uh, the Belgians, when they were growing vegetables, they used to line up side by side. Uh, with dusters, and they dusted DDT, and they would go, they would uh, line up side by side with dusters, and walk walk through the fields, and when they they would go down, make a go down and come back after dusting the field, they'd be white with DDT. Hmm. Yeah. And uh, and all all they all them lived to be in their 80s. And lived to be ripe, ripe old age, and the the, far, the farmers always said, that, you know, after we sprayed with that DDT, the uh, the crops uh, got greener. The, for some reason, they were greener. Uh, they, they didn't explain why, but they, they just noticed that the crops were greener after they sprayed with DDT. Hmm. Well, I so it was, it, was, it was a good product. In there, Thanks, uh, Delta, in, in Arkansas, we, uh, 
you know, it probably saved our lives because the mosquitoes were carrying us off, you know, and we were all... Oh, yeah. Oh, uh, man, we had, you know, everybody had sores all over them, you know, and I don't want to tell you about this, but anyway, I appreciate you listening to me, and y'all have a good day. Sure. Okay, thank you for calling. Well, we just got to go to break, so we'll talk, talk to you in a while. Bye-bye. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. We'll take a break and come back in a moment. You're listening to Millburgers Gardening South Texas on 930 a.m., the answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. All right, you know about next Saturday and Sunday's event at Millburgers, the big Halloween celebration. But what you may not know is next Saturday, Millburgers has a great event. It's a little on the serious side. It's Millburgers Quarterly Blood Drive. They do this every quarter because blood is always in need here in San Antonio. So you can come to Millburgers between 10 o'clock and 1.30, and you can donate blood. And here's a little suggestion for you. Go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center and go ahead and make your reservations for your time that you want to give blood on the Millburgers Blood Drive. That'll get you in and out quicker. All right, here's another suggestion. Make sure that when you donate blood, you get a $10 gift certificate from Millburgers. In fact, they'll give it to you even if you're unable to give blood. And the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has a nice gift for you, too. That's next Saturday, the 28th, at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Boulevardy Road. Check it out at millburgernursery.com. Tune in every Saturday for the Chad Brady Real Estate Show. The real estate show teaching you more about buying, selling, and your biggest asset, your home. Mortgages, insurance, real estate, and finances. Waters International. Saturdays at 2 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Run does nature's way. Stop in and see us today. Vitamins and so much more. We're a friendly local family-owned store. Vitamin C, A, or D? Which vitamin is right for me? Minerals? What are those? If anyone knows, Rhonda's knows. Rhonda's nature's way. It's time to get healthy. Come on, everybody, let's go. There are two Rhonda's locations. Right here in San Antonio. For over 41 years, we've been blessed to serve you. Our staff is getting you healthy. Because that's just what we do. We thank God to be here and for so much more. Near your friendly local family-owned store. Rhonda's Nature's Way. Stop in and see us today. Vitamins and so much more. We're your friendly local family-owned store. Hey, this is Jan Johnson, and I want to personally invite you to our next Project One Mixer, which is going to be on Saturday, October the 28th from 2 p.m. to 4 p.m., and this time it's going to be fun. Bring your kids. Bring your neighbors. It's going to be a fall festival out at the headquarters of Documation, located conveniently on the north side of San Antonio between Loop 1604 and Hill Selma, about maybe two blocks inside Loop 1604. Come and meet all the amazing organizations that we've had on for the past 12 weeks, and you'll get to meet them, talk to them, sign up to get involved, Plus, the kids are going to have fun. We're going to have lots of candy. There's going to be pony rides, pumpkin patch, you name it. It's going to be fun. So join us October 28th between 2 and 4 p.m. at Documation Headquarters, located on 1604 in Lock Hill, Selma. Come out for Project One, our next mixer, and meet some of the organizations. And I'll be there, so make sure to stop by and say hi. See you then. Larry Elder is continually dumbfounded by the media. The... Harvey Weinstein scandal 
uh, is now being used by the left to say, well, Donald Trump did the same thing. So uh, we've elected uh, Donald Trump. We've done uh, Harvey Weinstein. The, the issue is really, really, really not just what's going on in Hollywood. The issue is, well, Donald Trump. The Larry Elmer Show. Weekdays at 5, right before Jay Sekulow at 7 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Take 9.30 a.m. The Answer with you everywhere you go with the 9.30 a.m. The Answer app. Simply go to the App Store on your mobile device, type in 9.30 a.m. The Answer, download the app, and you'll always be in touch. Breaking news, stimulating talk, 9.30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM, The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And you yeah, Kevin had a hard sale trying to convince that lady that ball moss wasn't hurting her oak tree. She's a good gardener, and she's uh, got a, I think, uh, understands science. But she just can't, she hasn't found the, the explanation for why her big, great big oak tree she loves is declining. You know, and it, it, of course, when we have the discussion, she, she thinks of a, the, the reasons probably really because of the construction that's been going yeah, on. That's yeah, that's what did it. And the trees, when you, uh, out in, out in nature, they're going to... They compete with each other, and then some of them get taken out every year. And uh, your landscape in your neighborhood, you could be watering them and fertilizing them, and it just postpones the day when the competition gets so t- tough that uh, where they start to decline. So it's and construction damage around trees takes years before it. Uh it's so pronounced that it actually killed the tree. Yeah, and it's just another one of the clicks on the stress levels and just makes them less less competitive. That they just said at some point they're just going to have enough clicks that uh, challenge their survival. And then that nasty ball moss moves in and finishes them off. Better. It's an easier, it's a, certainly would be an easier thing to blame. The funny thing about it, after all Calvin's explanations, which sounded good, yeah, when she was walking off, I said, "I agree with you on the ball moss," and she high fived me, you know. We were <laughs> and she just got, she got, she got all animated again. Uh, <laughs> I, was, I was looking for something to throw at Jerry, but I couldn't. Let me try to avoid. My can was empty. You, know, you need to exit this way, not to the right. Yeah, to the uh, left. <laughs> hey, Robin is on the line at 210-308-8867. 210-308-8867. Hi there, Robin. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Doing great. I have a question about fiddle bus. I have some spittle spittle bugs. Spittle bugs. Yes. What are they Uh, on? They're on pyracantha. Oh, yeah. They they like pyracantha. Oh, my gosh. I had never seen that before. Well, they're not doing any harm, are they? Other than looking (laughs) nasty. Unsightly. 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 There you go. So you can either wash them off or ignore them or use an insecticide like a... 
spinosad or something like that to spray them with. Uh, they're they're a little insect in that's surrounded by uh, spit. Spit, yay! Spittle, spittle <laughs> is the most more sophisticated name there. But uh, the, they generally don't do any harm. But uh, I have I have noticed uh, quite a few on on pyracantha. Hmm. Okay, would Don dish liquid a mixture of that? Yes, that ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Hard okay? spray of that. Uh, anything that wash them off. Yeah, that works pretty well. That little, even a little detergent in the yeah here. Of course, then it's harder uh-huh. to get this. Oh, if you have a hose-in sprayer, I guess you could do. Now, how many do do you have? I mean, are we talking about uh, uh, enough to be um, disagreeable? <laughs> oh, is that a, well? Sometimes that's one. <laughs> yeah, or one, one, yeah, one clump. Yeah, I just didn't want them to get on anything else, or you know, spread around, or yeah, I, I, there's, no. there's no problem with that. They're they're. They they don't uh, don't don't actively spread, uh-huh. but uh, in fact I, th- I think you're about maybe our second or third spittlebug question in twenty years. Yeah. So they're not uh. a they're not a real common insect. They're common okay. when you have them. You know, if they're in your yeah. backyard. Hey. How's your power cancer doing this Hard this spring this uh, this fall? Is it full of bears? Uh, full yes, of bears? Beautiful. Full of, yeah, planted it last, uh, I think, in the early spring, and it's just done beautifully. Yeah. yeah. Uh, is it, are you growing it as a tree or next to a wall? Up the or? wall. Up the wall, yeah. Up the wall. Yeah. Have, have you I noticed have, when I, those, st- those stickers stick you that they kind of hurt? Yes. <laughs> but I bet I bet you don't do like Jerry does and actually hit yourself with them and just because you like to hurt. <laughs> Wait a minute. <laughs> you have you have respect for those. Yeah. Things. Respect. Yeah. Uh, hey, I have another thorn. question too. Another okay, question. go ahead. Uh, what what kind of milkweeds are you selling down there? Milkweed plants for the monarchs. Okay, I can see the uh, uh, tropical. tropical right in front of us. And I didn't, uh, I don't know that we have any of the, I think that's all we may have right now because of the. And say it again, the, I didn't get it. The tropical. The tropical. Curvasica, yeah. The tropical milkweed. The other one we had all summer is the uh, butterfly weed or uh, tuberosa. Yes, and I did got by one of those and it did wonderfully well. Okay. Is it, is it, is it yeah. still going strong? It well, it has a few blooms on it, um, okay. but I was surprised it, it it had a lot of neglect because we were gone, and it it survived well. So I was happy yeah, about that. Tra- Trace, the manager's coming this way, so I'll ask him if he's got what other other ones we have. Okay. He's uh, he's getting some water. Getting a little drink. <laughs> Here it comes. But the, the tropicals, uh, I was over at the Botanical Garden uh, this week, and uh, the tropical was blooming, of course, as well as the regular uh-huh. one. And uh, uh-huh. it was full of but- monarchs and full of butterflies. Oh, and queens, queens and monarchs. 
So the tropical okay. works. Is there any, have we got any other, uh, Malcolm? Okay, that's what I we thought. Yeah, tropical is what we have. They're really okay. some nice uh, one gallons. Okay. What else, Do you Robin? know if the monarchs on their way down to Mexico will still um, lay eggs on those and the, and caterpillars will have time to make a chrysalis? No, and they, no, they won't. They don't. They generally don't lay their eggs in the fall. It'll just be in April, May on the way back up. Oh, okay. Yeah, we my, noticed my, uh, swallowtails were still, we had big swallowtail caterpillars out yeah. here. And you know you might have queens, too, which are related to uh-huh. monarchs. To the monarch. And, they, yeah. and they, will, they will lay on the uh, uh-huh. milkweeds. And, in fact, some people... Uh-huh. Are trying to, you know, some people uh, get worried that the queens will take care of all the foliage they have pretty uh-huh. much in mine, and then uh-huh. the monarchs come in the fall, and they don't have foliage. But that's okay; oh. they don't lay eggs in the fall anyway. Okay, but I did the, not know that. When they so they only lay their eggs during the summer, or did they the get, spring, up, and, no, they, get uh, up here in the spring? And yeah, on the spring, on, in the spring, on their way north, they uh-huh. in. The, April, May here, they, and then the next generation go, goes three weeks north, and they lay some more eggs, and, and then that generation dies. It's really an unbelievable lifestyle. Yes, it is. Yeah, it's, yes, it is. Miraculous. Yes. Okay, okay. well, yeah, I'm trying Thank to find you, out Robin. more and more about monarchs, yeah, and I am seeing them um, coming through, so that's encouraging. Yeah, yeah, cool. yeah. A lot of number, a lot of good numbers this fall. Yeah. Thanks, Robin. Oh, you take okay, care. Thanks. Bye, bye. Bye, Robin. You betcha. Bye, bye. Bob is on the line at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Hi, Bob. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Fine, thank you. I'm enjoying your show. Thank you. What's going on? Judges. <laughs> I have uh, need to do some. Um, Regrading to improve some drainage, and uh, I'm going to have to take the existing uh, St. Augustine sod out. How late in the season are we into replanting uh, or resodding? Is it time frame out at this point in time, or do you need to wait till next spring or what? No, we sod, we lay sod here in San Antonio, and you're in San Antonio, right? Yes, sir. Um, not twelve months out of the year, I guess. Yeah, so uh, you can you can do it. The only only issue would be if we had a row. Well, you actually, well, it's you can actually lay it when it's dormant. It's harder to get it up. Yeah, uh, when it's dormant. So if it if we had a cold spell, and then you'd probably not be advisable to try to to cut it, pick it up, and then and put it back down again after that. But Okay. Most years, you know, it doesn't go dormant until. Now, are you are you want are you wanting to use St. Augustine or are you uh, want to use Zorzia or something like that? Well, it's already all sided with uh, St. Augustine, so I was just going to replace it. With okay. Same yeah. That that'll be good to do do any time of the year. Yeah. Okay. So I guess as easier. long as the nurseries have it for sale, it, you can put it in. There you the go. Answer. That's that's the answer. Okay. Well, 
<laughs> Look at check check out that uh, um, Floratam. That's the one that's most drought tolerant and most uh, disease resistant. Okay. All right. Well, I appreciate your help, and uh, y'all have a good afternoon. Okay. Thank you for Bye. calling. Thanks, Bob. Thank you. you take care. All right, we'll take a break. So while we do, why don't you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up live from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 930 AM, The Answer. So he was... Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. All right, you know about next Saturday and Sunday's event at Millburgers, the big Halloween celebration. But what you may not know is next Saturday, Millburgers has a great event that's a little on the serious side. It's Millburgers Quarterly Blood Drive. They do this every quarter because blood is always in need here in San Antonio. So you can come to Millburgers between 10 o'clock and 1.30 and you can donate blood. And here's a little suggestion for you. Go to the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center and go ahead and make your reservations for your time that you want to give blood on the Millburgers Blood Drive. That'll get you in and out quicker. All right, here's another suggestion. Make sure that when you donate blood, you get a $10 gift certificate from Millburgers. In fact, they'll give it to you even if you're unable to give blood. And the South Texas Blood and Tissue Center has a nice gift for you, too. That's next Saturday, the 28th, at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Boulevard Road. Check it out at millburgernursery.com. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. This is Hugh Hewitt for the Salem Media Group. The defeat of ISIS in its self-proclaimed capital of Raqqa, in its self-proclaimed caliphate, is a huge victory for the West and for the U.S.-backed forces that cleared that Syrian city of its remaining ISIS killers. Those self-proclaimed martyrs surrendered, by the way, refusing to fight to the death as ISIS propaganda had always proclaimed they would. The Syrian civil war continues, and its ghastly toll continues to rise, of course, as does the war against ISIS, and not just in Syria and Iraq, but around the world as the death of five members of American special forces in Niger in October shows. The sacrifices of the American military of the highest sort, and honor must be paid to their heroism and to the families of the fallen. Part of that honor is pausing to note that they and their brothers and sisters in arms are winning, that they are actually driving back radical Islamist terror. Congressman Mike Gallagher noted earlier this week that was unthinkable even a year ago under the tactics employed by the Obama administration. We salute the liberators of Raqqa and the American Special Forces who assisted them. I'm Hugh Hewitt. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. 
call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottomline Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line Jay Sekulow sees a bigger motive in the Las Vegas shooting. Did this person get radicalized unbeknownst to us? Radicalized unbeknownst to us? What is the evidence that has the sheriff concerned? There could have been radicalization here. Now, radicalization doesn't necessarily mean international. But the use of the word radicalization conjures up groups like ISIS or some politically adverse group in the United States. Jay Sekulow Live, weeknights at 7, right after Larry Elder at 5 on 9.30 a.m., the answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, where we go right back to the phone lines at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. And talk to Roxanne. Hi, Roxanne. Welcome to the show. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. Hey, I've good. got a question, uh, or more of a topic, I guess, for Calvin. Okay. Um, about birds. We live down hey. in Floresville, and with all the sandbirds, which are really horrendous this year. <laughs> They're terrible. But my question about the birds, we have, um, I w- well, I wonder if you have had anybody else mention to you that this area has seen a lot more birds since the hurricane. Not so much for the the flight zones, you know, for the migratory birds, but particularly the birds of prey. I have an orchard, and it's a citrus orchard, and typically we have just hundreds and hundreds of different birds, you know, because especially this year because of the the East Coast being tore up, I have to wonder if they're not coming further inland because there's nothing over there for them. But my question is, we have a merlin. Um, I think it's a merlin. I'm not sure if it's a peregrine or a merlin, but... It's kind of decided to take over the orchard, and now I have no birds. Is that common in this area to have a merlin? Well, I don't think they're ever common. The pigeon hawks, we call call them, falcons. Yeah, um, they're they're not the easiest to identify. I think uh, I think a lot of people just overlook them. You know, it's, see, we can recognize a kestrel and a and your. Uh, Regular falcon, uh, but peregrine, but the uh, it's a little harder to re- recognize. But it's kind of cool. Um, well, but that'll I- happen. That'll happen if they um, take possession. Uh, we we have had. It's funny you say that because I was at uh, some event. Oh, I know the Saws Water Conservation uh, Celebration. They. There was somebody there that was a bird watcher that uh, had some land or had on their ranch, and they they were seeing the same thing. They just um, th- thought that uh, they didn't know if it was temporary or if it was uh, if they had uh, permanent to look f- forward to. But that the the hawks had kind of divided up the, r- the ranch, and they was they thought they were seeing less less birds and more hawks. But that I, is what, I, that's exactly what I'm experiencing this year. Let me tell you, I, we, uh, we just have five acres, and, and it's mostly um, just pasture because I have a horse out back, and it butts up to a timber. And then we have planted 
we, we've been here 14 years, and we have planted, oh, just so many Texas natives, sables to pines and everything in between. And in those 14 years, things are very mature, oak trees and everything. So uh, the orchard is real big, and there, the, this bird has... This one particular bird, he seems like he has taken over the orchard, and he comes <laughs> in folded, and then when he takes off, he's got the, the big flights, and, and, and I sit and I, we watch out our, our garage. We have like a little uh, rec room in our, the back of our garage. It looks all over the backyard, and we watch the birds. And this bird is so bold, he sits up on, on the arbor, because we have an arbor that covers our orchard. We got a lot of big pines around it to protect it for the winter and such. And he sits up there just as brave. And we can walk out there and look at him. And I can look at him with my binoculars and see all of the markings. And we look at our phone and just look up the birds, everything that looks like that, you know. And I'm pretty darn sure it's Merlin. And and I also have, I want to tell you this story here a few weeks ago. Out over the field, there's pasture back there where we have what the, where there are cattle. And a couple weeks ago, there were two um, two American kestrel, is what they look like, and they were just hopping from fence post to fence post, jumping down, catching birds. And then out in the field, there were two big caracara, and it was just like they were the four of them were hunting together. And I watched them for about an hour one evening, just going across that cattle field and along our fences. And it was just the wildest thing I'd ever seen. And then yeah, the other well, night there was a great horned owl sitting out there. We've had red-shouldered hawk. We've had red-tailed hawk. Uh-huh. Cooper's hawk. And I even saw some blue-gray gnat catchers this year. And the scissor-tail flycatchers. I mean, I've got a huge long list of the birds that I've yeah. seen this year that are well, not keep, normally here. Yeah, keep your list and uh, take some pictures if you can. But that... Because that, that sounds like the just an exceptional year, and especially those uh, raptors to see those, you know, people yeah. go, people go years and years looking for them, and they never see the ones they want. And you're you're getting a chance to look at them, and they will. Oh, I know it. They will. T- they will disrupt your small bird population for a while, but usually they'll 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 move on, or the the species that are not. Uh, frightened of them, or they don't feed on, will come back. So don't they actually use the hawks and stuff for agricultural purposes? To where they have crops that the birds eat, they use them to fly through and kind of intimidate, or maybe even kill. Some I don't. Of the... I don't know. I've never heard that. Oh, okay. Yeah, I saw that on on the, on the internet. Oh, they do. That'd <laughs> be true. They do. Yeah, that'd be true. They do. Maybe falcons. I'm sorry, it's falcons. Yeah. Well, maybe they do in uh, some. Okay, you're anyway. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, or in, in, in Africa or Asia or something. Um, yeah. It's yeah. A, it's an organic control. Yeah. But you're, I think you're right, too. The hurricanes can, can they, they disrupted a lot of uh, uh, migration routes and plans and may just be temporary, but it, and it may be just like you said, as adjustments, you know, plants, a lot of plants were knocked down, a lot of plants... Uh, uh, that we're going to probably go to seed, weren't going to seed. So, yeah, mm-hmm. whole whole bunch of variation. Uh, I think go ahead and enjoy it. 
Yeah, I have been, that's for sure. But I just I just wondered if you've heard anybody else mentioning how, yeah, the raptors have just been yeah, ex- exactly a, large, the same. a large quantity. I mean, every once in a while I'll see the red shoulder or a, a red tail hawk, but it's just been so many this year that it's been unusual, very unusual. And I can just figure it must be because the hurricane has disrupted so much other uh, well, that they tell, tell, hunt, people's orchards yeah, tell a few, tell a few of your raptors to come on up up to my yard. I would like to be able to harvest some <laughs> fall tomatoes this year. Uh. And, uh, so so far, the the mockingbirds and uh, the other birds have not uh, stolen any of my rutabagas or anything. But yeah, they, uh, oh, the rutabagas, they got yeah. they got yeah, better that's sense a, than that. A desirable crop. <laughs> But they sure do. They sure do get after the tomatoes. So that's cool. Thanks, Keep Roxanne. us informed, will you? I will. Yeah, I will. Okay. I just Thanks. was curious about that. If you thought that was normal or, or it's not. Well, I think it's semi. I mean, I think it's a normal part of a long, large pattern, but it's not normal for the typical year. Yeah. Thanks, okay. Roxanne. You take care. Bye bye. Okay. Roxanne. Thanks. Bye bye. Bye bye. All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. You were pointing at something, were you? Oh, I was I, I was trying to see. I think it's a, a monarch on the end of this. Uh, there's a, a branch kind of hanging down there, and she, she's on the leaf. Um, she's not moving, no. She's resting, I guess. What else? They were so thick out at the botanical garden the other day. I could even take some pictures of them without having to whisper, yeah, whisper to, them. to them. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I mean, there were so many out there that I, I didn't. It's was I, that you? I, I would have been. Uh, was that when you went to the botanical center? Yeah. Your, how did your presentation go? We we didn't give it out there. At the at the center? Oh, the uh, the bar. Uh, you you talking about the garden center? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. You mentioned it yesterday with the slides. That was. Uh, yeah, but we got it fixed. Okay. Thank goodness. Was it a, was it a large crowd? Yeah. That's yeah. good. Uh, but a lot a lot of people came out to to purchase the plants at the uh, at the herb festival, which was very successful yesterday down at uh, the Pearl. So uh, we enjoyed seeing a lot of people down there and. And all their pets. All the, it's amazing how many different kind of dogs there are in this town. When, when, they, when they bring them out to the pearls to walk them around. It's an in, it's interesting though. The herb market has a completely different audience than the festival oh, yeah. flowers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. So that's that's good. That's uh, good. Uh, just to, and some folks. Yeah, you know, obviously you're new to the area because yeah. of the questions we heard. And like like I said, when you when you have somebody walk up to the table and ask, uh, you know, how do you garden in this area? Yeah, <laughs> I always refer them back to the uh, PlantAnswers dot com, and we were in fact we were handing out brochure uh, brochures about reminding people about PlantAnswers dot com. And I refer them to the the Children's Garden site on plantanswers.com, which I leave on, on, it's in red, and it's the bottom listing on uh, topics of the month on the front page. And it says, what's 
what's happening at the Children's Vegetable Garden. We also told program. them to uh, get the free Millburgers newsletter. Absolutely. And, and you can get it on the Internet, or you can get it mailed to you, or you can stop by the nursery and pick up a copy. And that's every month, and there's lots of good information there. And it's kind of, it's got a, kind of a running, uh, you know, what's what's happening in the garden this month, so that you can get a, a basic feeling. And uh, the website, Milberg's website, also has a lot of information on. Oh the yeah, events. videos and events and all kinds of good information. Uh, so go to MillbergerNursery.com to learn more. MillbergerNursery.com. I got a few minutes left. What else is going on, gentlemen? Uh, we're getting a lot of questions about uh, caterpillars and worms, larvae of uh, butterflies, and and uh, eating eating the oak trees, uh, eating the leaves off the oak trees. Uh, and people want they have. A, they said uh, every fall I have caterpillars on my Mexican oak. And this year, a uh, live oak. They've stripped the Mexican oak to one-third to one-half of the tree. So, uh, taking that many leaves off. Uh, the caterpillars are about three inches long, gray and fuzzy, and, lo- and looks like black beads for eyes. <laughs> oh, Lord. Three inches long. That's a serious yeah. caterpillar. Uh are they laid from a moth? What kind? Uh, are they they're crawling in the yard, on the sidewalk, on the porch? Sounds. I sprayed three times. The final spray was with malathion, and I think that's probably the the best thing if you want to do. They gather in large clusters on the branches with BT work. I don't think so. Now, it's, it's, it sounds like uh, like the army worms are in action all over, and they. They move in big waves across the lawn. It's right. a little bit like the ants in the there you see those, those Africa or Amazon uh, uh, films where the ants are, army ants are moving across the. But uh, mal- malathion is the best treatment there. You can s- kind of spray that front wall or where they accumulate. Yeah. Sometimes they'll even get up on the. You, you need wall. contact. You need a contact herbicide. Yeah. Now, explain that, Jerry, on the, the BT. Yeah, the BT, uh, and Calvin got a wonderful description of it in yesterday's paper in his article about in uh, my essay, Section C, uh, about four garden pests to protect against, and one of them listed is, uh, is the caterpillars. And you list in there cabbage loopers, webworms, uh, and uh, and things like that, and we recommended BT. We recommended BT, especially on the vegetable crops at this time of year. And they have but to consume. They have to consume it, the, uh, so that you spray it on the foliage they're eating on, and that's uh, that puts an end to them. It's really effective if they're if you can target the the foliage, but with these uh, army worms, they're moving in mass and it's hard it's hard to get uh, get it on whatever they're eating they're moving so fast so that that's why the malathion which is a contact uh insecticide is is probably more effective at stopping their progress and once they consume the bt they quit eating right calvin that's right that's what calvin says that's what it says here in the article 
It's not important to know why. No, not Just he, trust he, if they he, stop he eating. He doesn't care why. I don't know. Why. Well, why does he need to know? He just needs to know they stop eating. <laughs> they, they want me to say that they've got terminal constipation. There you go. I didn't want you to say I it. I was I trying to get you out of it. I don't know why he didn't put that in the newspaper. I don't know. That's not a dirty word, is it? No, just a unpleasant thought. Oh, especially if you a worm. If you if you mean it's it's sad to think about a worm having terminal constipation. <laughs> yes. <laughs> we you know we don't have any worm protected or, protection order organizations I guess. However, the uh, when BT first came on the market, I had a lady that used to raise monarchs uh, in Pearsall. And uh, every every time I'd give a program down there in Pearsall, she would be sitting on the front row, knowing that she just were laying in wait for me to mention BT and killing the killing the larvae of the butterfly. So uh, I had to kind of beat my way around that way. Well, we but we we have uh, we give our presentations on attracting and producing butterflies. We we say that you can. If you target your insecticide to the, 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 the to the caterpillar that you're after on the plants that they're on, then your the damage to the other caterpillars is minimal. And so, and it only BT only lasts five days, seven days. Uh, so, so it's really a a pretty reasonable way to control specific problems. Like, if you want broccoli, you're going to have to control the cabbage leaves. All right, we're going to say goodbye for today. Thanks to Carlo, doing a great job back at the station, getting all your calls on the air. Thanks to you for listening. We'll see you next week on The Answer. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.